Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to Digital Spy Soap Scoop podcast. This is the first ever episode. Um, every Friday, we'll be chatting with some of our favourite people from the world of soaps um, before we break down the biggest goings-on and spoilers um, in EastEnders, Emmerdale, Coronation Street and Hollyoaks. I'm Ali. I'm social editor at Digital Spy, um, and my co-host with me is Sophie. Hi, yes, I am the Deputy Soaps Editor at Digital Spy. Very exciting. Sophie, I'm so glad um, we're doing this. I can't believe it's kind of like finally happening after, you know, so much prep and so much kind of, you know, time. I'm really excited to share with um, everyone what we've been up to. Yeah, really excited. I feel like it's been a long time coming and we've had some really great chats. And that, yeah, like you say, I can't wait to share it and for everyone to hear them. Um, Speaking of sharing them, so the first episode, um, which you're listening to now, um, our guest was uh, Rob Mallard, who plays Daniel Osborne in Coronation Street, aka uh, Ken Barlow's son. Um, And we had a really great chat about um, Sinead and, yeah, a number of things. Yeah, Sinead and the impact of that story last year and the sort of the Daniel and Nicky ongoing saga and what the future holds for him, really. He He had some good thoughts on that, didn't he? Yeah, we managed to pick his brain, I think. Um, obviously, we're kind of limited in what we can say about, like, uh, you know, the future of, of, of the character and, mm. and storylines. But I think we got some good juicy tidbits about, um, yeah, him and Nicky and and kind of what he wants to see um, Daniel do in the future. So without further ado, um, enjoy. Hi, Rob. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Um, so I think to get started, um, the questions that everyone wants to know and things we really want to talk to you about um, are obviously about um, kind of Nikki and Daniel's relationship and where things are going. Um, so it'd be yeah. great if you could get your read on kind of how you describe um, Nikki and Daniel's relationship uh, at the moment. Well, it's not healthy, obviously. Um, it's obviously she was she was a substitute. She was an unlikely substitute. He didn't go out. Uh, it wasn't his idea, for example, to go out and try and replace what he lost from Sinead. Um, it was all to do with circumstance. So they met each other at um, a lawyer's do that Adam dragged Daniel to. And it, initially, I believe it would have been just the likeness that caught his mm-hmm. attention. Uh, similar height, similar hair colour, you know, cheery, bubbly, and, and, and that would have attracted him. Um, and then finding what she did led them to into the situation that they're in now. It can't go on. It's not, it's, it's not healthy at all for either of them. Um, and I think you see this in, in especially scenes that we've done where Daniel's trying to 
data almost. Mm. And so she comes around thinking, it's like having a friend with benefits who doesn't understand that it's yeah. not going anywhere else. And Daniel's got his head buried and he's going, no, it'd be fine mm. if I just, if I caught, if I caught her, then, um, then how can she resist is what, you know, is what he's thinking. Um, but she does literally see him as a client at first. Yeah. That has shifted now. It has begun to shift because she's um, not, she doesn't need rescuing. And that's definitely a route that Corey are taking. It's not, he's not white knighting. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's rescuing him. It's reversed. It's not, it's not a white knight complex that's going on here. It's, she's, she's rescued him. And got no thanks for it uh, from any of the barlows, obviously. Um, but I think it's because the two of them being in it, even though they can feel that it's weird, um, it's better than the the alternative. Mm. Uh, it's almost like the lesser of two evils, at least for Daniel, anyway. That even though he knows that this isn't sustainable and it isn't, like I said, healthy, it's better than being by himself. Do you think that kind of as their relationship? like changes and, and becomes some kind of sort of this different very new thing do you think that that his like his main draw to her is still to do with the fact that she kind of she resembles Sinead in these ways or do you think he's kind of becoming more attracted to her or more drawn to her as a kind of an individual as a person that she is I think I think he's becoming more attracted to who she is um because in many ways uh what he was trying to recap in the in the last year of of uh, Sinead's life, because of all the chemotherapy and the radiotherapy, there are certain restrictions. He's like you're not allowed to share a bed with someone who's had uh, radiotherapy because it's the the radioactive. Wow. Um, so me and Katie worked this out that in terms of Daniel and Sinead's sort of sex life uh, over the last year and a half, it had been almost non-existent. It wouldn't have been. It wasn't a sexual relationship. It yeah. was a really, it was it was a deep connection. Um, it wasn't sexualized. It wasn't typically quite a soap. You know what I mean? You didn't. They weren't. They weren't a hot couple. Yeah. Um, whereas with Nikki, she has all of that. She has in in space. She's she's healthy and vivacious and uh, can put him on the back foot. And I think after having such a long time in a in that situation that they were in because of the cancer now that he's getting a taste of something different he's realizing actually it can be something else and that's why i think he's that's why i think he's changing his perspective he doesn't look at her as a Sinead substitute he now sees her as actually a different viable opportunity for the future but i think it is because of that contrast that he he, he left Sinead left uh, Sinead died in bed very frail and he's now with this uh, this girl that's just full of life completely mm. full of life so I think he's I think he's attracted to that after being around so much death yeah. it's very clever though isn't it I mean we're nearly a year on since Sinead Sinead died and we're still seeing the the re- repercussions of that, which is really good because like that is that reflects real life. But often in soaps, time moves very quickly, and you don't often get to play it out in in real yeah. in real time. Um, so, in terms of Nikki and Daniel, do you think that they make a good match, or do you think Daniel just needs to be single and have time to grieve? 
Yeah, like I think initially they do. They have chemistry. They fizz together, but um, they need. They might need to come back to each other at a different point in their lives when they're both in a better place. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. it's, like, right it's quite the wrong time. Yes, exactly. It's a little bit like building your house on foundation of sand. You know, mm. they're both in very precarious, uh, her case, dangerous situation. Um, mm. You know putting yourself in those situations. You don't know who you meet it. You don't know who uh, who might turn violent after, you know, they ask for this thing from you and you say, oh, I don't do that. You know what I mean? Like there's a, yeah. there's a lot of danger involved in it. So I think as, as two characters working together, they do. But if, if you were to ask me whether or not I thought that they should get married and she should adopt Bertie, I'd say hang fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you were Daniel's friend... Would you tell him to to steer clear for the time being? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can understand why he's doing it. it, it a single dad. Um, he's only twenty five. He, 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 all of this is unhealthy for someone of his his age. He should yeah. be yeah. at the point where he's making uh, career moves, where he's making um, connections with people. He should be he should be out there doing things, and he can't be because he's got a son. Um, and he needs to he needs to put him first. So you can see why he's doing that, why he's doing what he's doing. It's it's exciting. It's a bit of fun, and it's 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 being condemned as well by everyone that he knows. So there's that element of doing what you're not supposed to to it. Mm. Um, all of that's all of that's fun. What kind of reaction have you had from fans, especially like during some of the darker scenes where he was make, he was sort of asking Nikki to put on Sinead's clothes and, and things like that. Oh, it's well. The natural and obvious response is people saying, "This is weird," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's that's what we wanted. However, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter directed at me that was saying, "Even though it's uncomfortable to watch, I'm glad Corey are doing this. I'm glad that they're showing the way that people deal with different ways people deal with their grief." Because, like you said earlier, yeah, soap time moves really, really quickly. Um, and characters do kind of have like a reset in them where if, if, if they didn't kind of go back to a, a factory setting, there'd be no way that that character could kind of continue to live on the street. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's like it's, it's interesting, um, like Toby said, because we kind of have this, everything's like hyper fast and so sometimes. Um, are you, do you feel like you're glad that like Daniel's grief's kind of been given the space to be? explored because obviously it's such an important kind of story to to dig into yeah oh yeah definitely um and that was I mean I don't have any any power in in the decision making process but I did say to the people who do I said please can we not just have him suddenly get over it yeah the way he's explored it is in these like different kind of out there ways but everyone grieves differently right yeah but I don't when when the storyline was pitched they said uh I was told that it had not been done before. This this angle of this storyline had not been done before. Obviously, there's been things with people working in the sex industry, but in terms of combining someone's grief with um, with that uh, that storyline, it hadn't been done before. So, especially in a soap that's been going for sixty years, if you're able to uh, cut into new ground, that's always going to be uh, a good. But yeah, like um, on Twitter, people are saying it's uncomfortable to watch. But I'm glad that Corrie are doing. I'm glad that they're showing the way that people deal with grief. From an acting perspective, um, obviously that, that continuity of story has been has been brilliant because um, it gives you an anch- it, it anchors you in the show and you know where you where you're coming from. Um, 
I would think, though, that it couldn't go on much longer, that they would have to start doing other things with Daniel because in the same way that the soap moves quite quickly in time, I think the audience is accustomed to that and that only only so much um, of an extended storyline about something, about grief, for example, it might start to become a bit bit too much. So I'd, I think, you know, soon enough we will see a shift in in in, in where Daniel's going. Um, I guess just to, to top, like, we, you know, we, we kind of talked around it slightly when we talk about Daniel's grief and stuff. I, I think, obviously... The the impact of Sinead's story was kind of massive. Um, is that something you were kind of proud to be to be part of? I was so surprised. This the whole thing caught, I think, caught both of us, me and Katie, by surprise. Other people seemed to know mm. uh, that it was going to have an, an that kind of an impact, but uh, me and Katie didn't at all. Because I mean, we thought it'd be a good a good watch. We hoped it'd be a good watch. Do you know what I mean? In in a in a in a not in a callous way, but you know, in, in that people would watch it and think and be moved by it. Yeah. Did not expect the reaction that it got at all. It was it was like suddenly being at the centre of a. It was suddenly like being the centre of attention. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially considering the fact that it wasn't just about the person who died. The story was really well balanced. I thought between how Daniel, what happened to Daniel, and what happened to. Sinead and in those last couple of episodes that Mike Lacey directed who's absolutely fantastic well actually I couldn't work out whether I didn't like him at the time because he was pushing <laughs> us re- he was pushing us really hard I said I, I can't work out whether you're a good director or a bad director <laughs> he's a very good director um he he set it up I mean Daniel was when whilst whilst Katie Katie's job was to shut down was to get stiller and stiller and stiller which she uh, was amazing. Do you know what I mean? She literally did. It wasn't hard to get upset because she she literally was shutting down in, in yeah. front of me. Whereas Daniel's story was all over the place, all over the place. I was having panic attacks and getting carrots thrown at me by Beth. I was having um, going off into the night, getting drunk, um, nearly falling into a canal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He, he he was he was going all over the place. So the way Kissing that though, the way. Kissing Bethany, yeah, no, I'm never gonna. No one's ever gonna forget that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, the way that though, and then it cut back to just Sinead still in the. But you know what I mean? It was so well balanced that I think that a lot of it had to do with the entire production of it. It wasn't just that Katie was particularly good or I was particularly good. It was it was a combination of factors: Ellen Taylor's scripts, Mike Lacey directing, me and Katie. And then it, it just happened, and it was mm. it was it was massive. Yeah, it was massive. And the best thing about it, without a doubt, I mean, all the, the praise is lovely. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> that's why actors do this. Anyone that's <laughs> any actor that tells you that they're doing this for other reasons is lying to you straight away. <laughs> um, but it was the number. I believe it's called the Goody effect. Yeah. Um, and the number of girls that were going getting their smears and going getting themselves checked suddenly went up. Wow. And Katie was Katie was getting messages on Instagram. She's much more accessible online. I, I keep quite a low profile, but she's she was getting um, loads of messages off girls saying, "I watched your story, went and got a check, and they found precancerous cells." Wow. So there are actually girls whose lives have been saved as a result of this, and that's better than any 
BAFTA nomination better than any. I mean, they're they're great too. But you know, it, it's it's that's that's the real reward. That's yeah. when a show like this has because it has a not only a a huge impact on society and on what cultural norms are, but it also has a huge responsibility to them as well. And I think I'm just proud of the fact that I was involved in one of those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's one of those stories that you, people will always remember. It's really, really hard to. Hard yeah, because I, yeah, I remember when Alma died. Mm. She died. Sim- it was it was very very similar. She died. I think it might have even been cervical cancer actually as well. Um, and I can still remember that. I can still remember Mike Baldwin around. And I must have been what eight, seven, yeah. seven or eight, something like that. Yeah, I can still remember that. It has a huge impact. I mean, look at look at. Coronation Street introduces Haley, and look at the huge attitude shift in it towards transgenderism. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying it was Absolutely. all down to that, but I'm saying I think it was 17 years ago that Haley was yeah. first brought into the show. Yeah. Look at the difference. Yeah. That's that's huge. That's a huge yeah. responsibility. And yeah, I think the scale not, of the, yeah. the scale of the show is right. Have this means that because it's like the responsibility comes with that scale like if you're reaching into you know millions of people's homes every night like just by virtue of what you kind of have this responsibility comes with that and you end up not just mirroring what's happening but trying to like push those things forward you know because like for those like trans people in 2003 that are watching coronation street every Mm -hmm. day to suddenly see that character on screen it like it has value in all these different ways yeah and it's 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 a it's a process of of normalization um the like i'm gay and i've got nieces and nephews and i've not brought them up explaining what that is they've just seen me they just they just sort of see oh you're with a guy you know what i mean it it works like that so what apparently one of the biggest um, one of the best ways to get someone to change their opinion on a gay people is to introduce them to a gay person. Yeah. Well, that was the um, this well, slightly off topic right now, but that was the um, like Harvey Milk's whole thing in the sixties and seventies was like you know like gay people to understand that like you know a gay person like even if you yeah. don't know you do you absolutely yeah. do and and yeah. kind of like realizing that and realizing that there are people in your circle right now that like exactly. need your love and support exactly. is, is powerful. Yeah, and that's what like we were saying about the Haley character. It, it's it, you 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 put something that people might not feel comfortable with on the surface into their living rooms at tea time or at bath time or kid time or whatever it is that they're doing. And I know um, when people come up to us in the street, they're very, very familiar. They'll just, even with social distancing, some of them will come up, they'll put their arm around you, they'll be like, hey, I saw you last night, do you know what I mean? And it's because of the time of day that they see you. It, yeah. It's it's yeah. It, if you're a film actor or a theatre actor, it's different because people leave the house, they find a parking spot, they go in, they get a ticket, they sit down, the lights go off, and then they experience whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. So there's a distance. So they don't they don't approach you in that way. But if you work on a soap and you are literally in people's living rooms at the most intimate family time and all the furniture in their house is pointed at this box <laughs> with your face on it yeah. it's it's a, it's hard to it's hard to underestimate the impact and i i certainly there's no way you could prepare anyone for it like i was in the show for about three months and nothing didn't get any notice and then suddenly bang couldn't go anywhere without <laughs> couldn't go anywhere without and that's just got more and more and more like obviously yeah. with the Sinead storyline People just, I mean, <laughs> I was out the other day 
and I was I was out on the street and I was just texting someone and this girl walked past and she went, Hey, good actor. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you go <laughs> At least she was nice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Or like people will just come past and go, Oh, that was so sad. So it, it's it, it's hard to it's hard to um comprehend. And I don't think I don't think anyone really can. I think when you're in it, like you were saying about the impact of the storyline, the only things that we can really understand from that are like the messages that I said Katie got where she says a girl got in touch and said that she found precancerous cells and that's that's the only way that we can measure yeah. it because mm. we're not watching it we're in it yeah makes sense that was that might you, have been um, a bit of a long-winded way of explaining that <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's um it's great are you speaking of katie are you still in touch with her because obviously you went through that massive storyline it must bond you for for life yeah in some ways well, i don't I, I don't feel bad about saying this now because i take the mick out of it of, for it all the time she didn't um she didn't warm to me, shall we put it that way, <laughs> when I first went. Um, and I, I think I was too over-familiar with her. Um, but once we did, once we did, once we did click, once she realised that, that I wasn't an absolute tool, well, um, <laughs> we, we, we got that click moment yeah. and then we've been, we've been mates like that ever since. Yeah, I do. I, see a, I saw her last at the BAFTA, for the BAFTA thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, which was interesting, socially distanced. Um, mm. And I went to, I got whiplash at her birthday this year. <laughs> oh, wow. Dare I ask over. Yeah, you can. I'd not had a drink. It was completely sober. We'd gone up to this um, sort of log cabin chalet thing and there was a hot tub that had to be kept warm by log burner. So oh, you had, nice. my job was to keep an eye on the log burner. It was, driz- <laughs> it was drizzling a little bit. Uh, but I was in holiday mode, so I had just a pair of flip-flops and tr- swimming trunks on, carrying all these logs, slipped on a little bit of wet grass. Logs went one way, I went the other. <laughs> Voice in my head said, this is going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and then I came down, bang, smack on the ground. And that was right at the beginning of the weekend, so I just had to drink through it. That's <laughs> the only way so, sometimes, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just drink through it. <laughs> Finally, because I think we about to wrap up. Okay. I'm going to ask you a, a fairly difficult question to answer, but what do you think the future looks like for Daniel in the long term? Uh, really interesting da- uh, dad, I think. Uh, that's what I would like to see them look at because, I mean, although at the minute we're not, because of COVID restrictions, certain cast members are not back, so Bertie being one of them, even though I have got little videos of his mum on Twitter every now and oh. again in a camera. Oh, he's so cute. He's so cute and he's walking around, running around and gabbling about and kissing mirrors and licking windows. And, <laughs> no, he's just cute. But I, I, uh, I, can't, I think that's going to be a because it's interesting to work with him as well because he's so responsive. Mm. Um, he, he listens to you in the scene and he responds back to you. So... I want to see that go forward. I want to know what he's like as a dad because he was so critical of Ken. Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? I think yeah. it's going yeah. to be interesting to see um, if he if he follows in the Barlow footsteps. That's obviously long term. Um, 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And I love interest because he's, he's, he's an old romantic at heart. So, that the fool. Um, <laughs> so, so give, you know, finding someone that he could uh, make that nest with would be his priority um short term i think it'd be nice to see uh because daniel is a journalist always training to be a journalist well, i think we should see him do some journalistic exploits like see him going out into the world and covering you know something that he gets obsessed over yeah. and because he did it sort of with feeling and then do you know what i mean like there's he, he wrote yeah. the thing about the bistro shooting and yeah. and and maybe now because he's working in the lawyers, uh, the solicitors firm, only as a um, a dog's body. But you know, sort of into that solving crimes and Scooby Doo yeah. type thing. Do you know what I mean? That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I think we're um, we're biased, but like, obviously, I love love a good like newsroom drama. So any sort of like twinge of that would be um, yeah, appreciated. Yeah, it'd be really good. It'd be really good. There's, I mean, I bet there's loads of stuff from Ken's back backlog of stories mm. that that could be rewritten to suit Daniel. Interesting. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Okay, uh, that is all we've got time for today. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you very thank much you. for having me on. Yeah, lovely to talk to you. And we should see you soon. Yeah, thank you very much. Great. So that was our um, first interview uh, with Rob. Um, 
really exciting to hear what he thought he kind of sees in the future for Daniel and kind of get a glimpse of, of what might be happening on the street. Um, speaking of what might be happening on the street, uh, this is the part of the podcast where we're going to transition into our spoilers. Um, so after every interview, we'll kind of break down um, the biggest spoilers for the week ahead for Corrie, Emmerdale, EastEnders and Hollyoaks. Um, this week, that means we'll be covering kind of the main story beats episodes that will air from the 21st and the 25th of September. Um, so I think it makes sense for us to kick off with Coronation Street and probably Daniel in general. What do you think, Soph? Yep, definitely. He's got a big week, as you've just heard. Lots going on with him and Nikki. Um, will they, won't they? There's a few <laughs> things that you might not expect, a few things that we haven't discussed. But yeah, I'd keep an I'd keep an eye on, on that one. I think yeah. it's um it's a difficult one, isn't it? As he just said. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think we'll see. So from what we know about next week's episode, there's going to be more than a few people that are kind of like raising an eyebrow about, you know, who yeah. Nikki is and, and what his uh, relationship with her means. And um, I know we've got some stuff coming up with um, Kirk is going to be kind of questioning what's happening um, there. So yeah, exciting. And I think the other big um, uh, Daniel storyline that people are going to be excited about is that we're finally getting some sort of confrontation with Jeff, um, who yep. everybody... Everybody in their right mind um, absolutely hates. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of what the, those interactions look like. Definitely. We didn't actually get onto that with Rob. There was just too much to discuss, wasn't there? But um, yeah. there is, um, there's a few, a few sinister Jeff and Daniel scenes. As we all know, Jeff is not someone that you'd want to cross. Yeah, I think um, from what we've seen, it looks like there'll be some sort of kind of confrontation interaction um, at the solicitor's office at some point in the first half of next week where um, Daniel's not generally just not happy with the way that Jeff um, treats people and, and treats kind of um, sex workers and stuff and women that we've seen, obviously, earlier in the storyline. Um, so, yeah, really excited to see how that plays out. And obviously, um, you know, uh, Rob's a great actor and we can't see wait to see kind of how he bounces off. Um, another big story to watch out for is the ongoing Abby, Peter and mm. Carla saga. I know, sorry, Peter and Carla fans, there are more obstacles on the way. Yeah, it's a weird one. I think, again, it's it's kind of a classic um, Coronation Street setup where I think next week we'll see a kind of number of conversations happening in back alleys and, and people getting kind of confused about what's happening. It appears that um, Abby is going to be having kind of like... Uh, what appear to be shady conversations with Peter and, and obviously as she deals with her own sobriety issues and then obviously it looks like um, Debbie is going to get involved um, and kind of get suspicious about what she thinks is is happening there. Yeah, so Abby, as we know, is harbouring... She had feelings for Peter sort of earlier in the year. They sort of reignited over the last few weeks. She is, I think, because they've both battled addiction problems in the past, I think she's growing closer to him again. Carla has warned Peter not to get too close to her because it's probably not the best thing for her recovery yeah. but also his either but um unfortunately abby does make a pass at peter he stays faithful to carla so there's nothing to worry about there but yeah like you say there's a lot of other sort of chinese whispers yeah, she tells exactly. debbie debbie tells um kevin. kevin yeah and poor carla is ending up ending up feeling like peter's potentially losing interest in her now that she's yeah. back on an even kill following her breakdown last year. But um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. The good news is, though, that we do know that there won't be an affair for Abby and Peter that has been ruled out. So Good. 
I think yeah, there'll be there'll be a lot thing. of that. I mean, I can already hear them now, but I can I can you know the Carla fans um, on Twitter are, are kind of screaming now that like you know just yeah. give her a, give her a, a good <laughs> time and break. you know yeah. yeah give her a break. Um, so yeah, so yeah. fingers crossed that all all goes smoothly. Um, but yeah, we're yeah. excited to see um, what the next week looks like on the cobbles. Yep, definitely. So shall we jump into EastEnders next? Yeah, that sounds like yeah, cool. big yeah, week. Let's do that. Yeah, big week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is unsurprisingly going to be a difficult watch. As we know, Chantel is going to be killed by Grey. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to watch, especially as in the aftermath. It's not immediately clear what what everyone else will know, but to everyone else, it's not immediately clear what actually happened. Um, Grey is questioned by the police, but to Mitch and Karen and everyone else on the square, um, there's going to be a lot of... A lot of sort of whispers, speculation as to what actually happened to her. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think lots of people, you know, the, the eyes of kind of Soaps fans everywhere are, are on this storyline for, for good reason. Especially post lockdown, especially kind of you know, unfortunately, we know that like um, cases of domestic abuse and, and these issues have been heightened by um, the situations that we've all faced this year. And so, yeah. more than ever, it's you know, a supremely important story that. EastEnders are tackling and you know we can only hope that they tackle it um as well as we'd expect them to um I think part of what's made it so tragic for EastEnders fans is kind of like it's been what you know we've watched it unfold for for 12 months 18 months seeing Chantel go go through the process and then you know just it seems so drastically unfair that this has happened to her so you know I, I think lots of people myself included will be eager to see Grey, you know, get his comeuppance at some point. Um, Yeah, I think it's a very brave and bold move from EastEnders because like you say, in lockdown, domestic abuse cases, there was a really, really huge spike. I think showing another side to this really, really devastating issue is really important, but equally really, really hard to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, hopefully next week, I think next week we know that, like you said, that kind of Karen, Mitch and everyone will, will start to work out start to kind of piece together what happened um and we'll kind of see some more interactions between Kira and Gray um yes because as, as we know because of has he's kind of got more involved in their in their relationship um and it seems like I mean it's so early in the storyline to know what this means um but it looks like Gray gets a visit from the police at the end of the week and you know we've seen some photos of him um looking not very happy in a police station so fingers crossed we're, we'll head for a spe- speedy resolution but as yeah. so fans know I don't think that's necessarily um on the th- cards think there's going to be I think there's going to be some more twists especially at the end of next week involving Grey so yeah I think it's going to be it's going to be a difficult watch but a really really important story to be seeing definitely Um, and the two other big things um, coming to EastEnders and slightly lighter notes or slightly lighter notes are um, Stacey is coming back Um, Lacey Turner is returning to the square much to everyone's kind of excitement Um, obviously she's been gone for just over a year um as Lacey was um, kind of having her child. She had a baby, um, yeah. Yeah, which is really, so it's really exciting to see her back. Um, and obviously so much has happened since she's been gone. Oh, um, so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think lots of the stuff that we'll see next week with Stacey coming back will be around her reconnecting with Martin, trying to work out what happened there, as he kind of comes forward about, you know, his relationship with Ruby. Um, yep, he's moved w- on. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. ideal, really, is it? <laughs> Your ex-wife's best friend. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're also seeing, I think, um, some conversations between Stacey and Kat where she's kind of worried about um, what Jean's situation is and, and obviously 
it's been a pretty rough year if you're a gene fan if you've been watching what's going on there um so it, i think it'll be interesting to see what the, what EastEnders does with stacy and how they try and kind of reintegrate her and back into back into the square yeah definitely poor jean's been through so much as well um it'll be lovely yeah, for her really to have has. stacy back yeah but um yeah i think the all the all important question is really what is martin going to do is he going to stick with ruby or will his feelings for stacy get the Better yeah, of it's, a, it's a weird one, I think. Like I, we were watching um, a few that episode a few nights ago. And I was trying to talk to my boyfriend about what we thought. Like it, it's a weird. What's that? You under, we understand like why Stacey left, obviously. Um, but it's it's still a bit of a strange. Oh, it's so confusing, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know who knows what on who did what. Yeah, I think there was exactly, a whole there's a whole exactly. the whole saga with Phil. Yeah, but yeah. so Stacey attacked Phil, but. He thought he was cat. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think it's best to just sort of wipe that out of our memories yeah. and just move forward. I think you're right. Um, so yeah, so we're excited to see what happens there. And then I would be remiss if we didn't mention the last um, th- thing that I've got my eye on, I mean, EastEnders, mm-hmm. which would be the next step in the um, Balam saga, um, which looks like uh, Callum's going to have some um, kind of frosty interactions with Phil. Um, as yes. it looks like... Uh, you know, Ben gets in more trouble with the police as he's wont to do near the end of the week. Once again, yep. Yeah, yep. so it'd be, so, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I think um, Balam fans, you included, Ali. I know you mm. are. You are one of them. I, I think there's um, yeah t- a tough a tough few weeks ahead. I think it's one of those things with Callum. He wants to make it work in the police force, but obviously yeah. he is with Ben, and the two just don't really. Yeah, together, it, just, do it they? felt like it was doomed from the start, to be honest with you. As soon as Cal- as soon as that storyline came up for Callum, where it was like, oh, he's going to join the police. It's just, you know, you can't be in a relationship with the Mitchell. And also, it just feels like a, you know, a big red flag. So yeah. excited to see what this step means for them. You know, just we just yeah. want them to, like, have a normal, happy couple of months. But I don't think that's oh, no. what the EastEnders writers um, have in mind. Not likely, is it really? But, um, yeah, it's a case of where do his loyalties lie? Does he want yeah. to be a great policeman or does he want to have a, a lovely happy life with Ben yeah exactly don't think he can have both can he <laughs> not with a Mitchell no no sadly not um speaking of uh ships um and relationships that people care deeply about let's talk about Emmerdale um and, and lots of things that are happening there um we'll talk we will talk about Rob Ron um but I think maybe we can start we with talking about what the plan what's things things finally might be coming you know Jamie's uh Kind of get what's coming to him, it seems like, next week in Emmerdale. Yeah, I think it's going to be the start of Jamie's downfall, really. There's obviously, we know that he was involved in the hit and run with mm. Moira, Belle, and Andrea. No, um, but they sort of Andrea tells Moira that Jamie was responsible, yeah, and then him and Belle sort of unwittingly lead Kane to the lake where all the Evidences, Evidences so, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see because obviously we've seen kind of Jamie manipulate Andrew, you know, repeatedly. And he's kind of so smug and so kind of chuffed that he's going to get away with it. I think it's going to be great to see um, that kind of not work out for him um, in some ways. Yeah. I think we've also been promised a big twist in the Jamie and Belle yeah. story over the next few weeks. Um, I don't think everything is quite as it seems. No. So I would not want, yeah, and I would not want to be Jamie, you know, facing off with Kane Dingle with a, uh, nope. a bat. That does not seem like a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. No. But on a, um, a lighter, no, all well, slightly lighter, depending on where your loyalties lie. We've got Aaron's, <laughs> <laughs> 
Aaron's new uh, yes. love interest, Ben. Yeah, so I think the poor actor, Simon, he is great. Actually, I was in a Zoom chat with him the other day, but you're coming in, aren't you? And you're you already know there's going to be people who are immediately not happy yeah. that Aaron is seemingly moving on from yeah. Robert. Yeah, I think it's so, yeah. So the thing we're, we're skirting around here is that um, next week in Emmerdale, it looks like um, we're going to kind of get some time with a new potential um, love interest um, for Aaron Dingle. Um, so all of the kind of like the Rob Ron uh, mourning that's been going on for a few months um, looks like it might be coming to a close. Um, and yeah, there's, I'm sure there are, you know, a mound of fans who are kind of, on one hand, hopefully, you know, excited to see what Emma, the yeah. Emmerdale writers can do with this character and bring Aaron to some kind of new happiness. But also, yeah, we know that people's loyalties lie um, with Rob Ron. So it, it's, yeah, I do not envy um, the actor who's playing Ben. Um, no, it's very, very hard, isn't it? Because like with Rob Ron... You've been on this massive journey with them mm. and you're sort of, you want to invest in them. You've been told to invest in them. All these stories have made you invest in them. And then suddenly one of the actor, actors leave, which is inevitable in, yeah. in the soap world and the television world. But And then suddenly Aaron is, is, is moving on. But I think, yeah, I think people will be, hopefully jump on board and, and want some happiness or just some more screen time for him so yeah and I think okay. um, and the, the storyline that, that's coming up with um, Aaron it, it sounds quite interesting to be honest with you so he meets this guy Ben um, at the outdoor activity centre yeah um, he works there and they kind of, they get set up on a date and it turns out that um, Aaron went to school with Ben and he used to like bully him for being gay so it's and, and that kind of uh, Ben remembers Aaron and they kind of like you know, have have crossed words, and and we'll hopefully what we'll see is Aaron kind of try and win Ben back by explaining, you know, this I'm not that person anymore, and so there's you know some interesting character work. Hopefully, we'll get to see there, um, and it's yeah, not kind of definitely. hopefully it, hopefully it's not you know an e- a com- immediately easy journey, so that they, so that kind of from a viewer's point of view, we feel like there's something being earned um, between them. Yeah, it's never never easy with Aaron, is it really? <laughs> no. It's always always complicated. But I think, yeah, he doesn't remember Ben at school, which is yeah. a bit bizarre because I remember everyone I went to school with. Well, most of them anyway, but yeah. So I, I'm, that's... The, I'm the complete opposite. I feel like I have conversations with people where they're like, oh, do you remember, you know, in Mrs. Johnson's <laughs> class we had Mike? And I'm like, no, I have no, anything I no before idea the age of is. like 14, I have no, <laughs> no concept of. Oh, yeah, no, I tend to remember everyone I went to school with. But, yeah, I guess some things you sort of block out or forget or it just doesn't seem important to you at the time, whereas Ben remembers, obviously, yeah. understandably, everything that went on there. So, yeah, that's, that'll be a good one to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, I think the only other thing to talk about Emmerdale-wise is that um, we've got uh, Paige Sandu is, is appearing as Manpreet's yes. sister, Amina. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited to see um, what she brings to the show. Um, and yeah, and it's always nice when we get kind of, like, extended family, you know, characters appear. So, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be good. I think with Emmerdale next week, it really marks the start of a, a great autumn with lots of new mm. characters, lots of new stories really taking off. And yeah, yeah I think um, Mina will be will cause some friction. Yeah, I think it's interesting to compare to you know where we are with these senders, which is very much like we're at the culmination of some big summer stories and and things mm-hmm. that you know we've had to that have probably been sped up just because of the nature of you know they've they've been off for so long. Um, whereas yeah, like you say, Emmerdale, it feels like the book is opening up and we're kind of getting in at the start of a bunch of new things, which is which is always exciting. Yeah, leading to a very, hopefully, great Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Episode. So I think that leads us to Hollyoaks. Yes. Quite a lot going on in Hollyoaks next yeah. week. I think, yeah, I think let's start with the Perry and Juliet yeah. stuff because yeah. 
So Juliet is smitten with yeah. Perry. That's and right. we know, I know, it's 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 so sweet, isn't it? We know that there's a lot more coming there, thanks to the Flash Forward episode. Um, we've got um, mm. some more on that coming in a few episodes' time, because we spoke to Ellis, who plays Tom, and he was giving us a few teasers. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, so that is really, really taking off now, the Perry and Juliet. There's a lot more coming yes. there. I think, so they've shared a kiss this week, and next week, Juliet is really keen to impress her isn't she mm, yeah and um I th- yeah i think we're yeah. um Juliet's, we like Juliet's. it's she's in this really interesting position right where we're all kind of like in some ways like really rooting for her and perry um because she, she's just like it is completely smitten but also everything else that's going on in Juliet's life is so oh, I know. Kind of cha- chaotic and, and sad it's like oh no you know we, we want we, we can't have a happy ending on both on both fronts i don't think no, it's very sad, and like the two don't go together. Really, it's yeah. a bit like the Ben and Callum saga all over again yeah. because she's going to end up double crossing Victor by stealing yes. money from the from the drug dealing they've been doing in order to fund. I think it's a dress for her date with mm. Perry. So, I mean, that's just not good, does it? It just sounds <laughs> it yeah, sounds a disaster think, waiting to happen. Yeah, I think it's been interesting. I think we we spent you know most of the year talking about um, the county lines storyline and how you know, brilliantly it's been kind of like employed by Hollyoaks, but I think one of the really cool things about it is that we're seeing it intersect in this way with like loads of other storylines. So like seeing the impact of some of the counterline stuff and, and the kind of like Juliet's involvement in that intersect with like how people feel about her and Perry is really interesting. Yeah. It's just the knock-on effects it's having across the across the show is really cool. Yeah, across the whole village really. I think they're yeah. all going to get involved or have all been involved at one point in time. It's a great story. It's really, I mean, I didn't know much about County no. Lines until Hollyoaks started covering it. So it's been eye- eye-opening for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other big the other big news coming to Hollyoaks uh, next week is that Liberty is um, having a baby girl. Baby girl, yes. For Finally, yeah, for Brody and Sienna. But they both, mm. Brody, it couldn't have come <laughs> at a worse time, really, because Brody and Sienna are both battling with personal issues of yeah. their own. And this, this Buster stuff, right, in terms of how they... What they what the next step looks like there? Yeah, so he's back because that was actually filmed before the UK lockdown in March. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's had a really big, understandably, a really big impact on Brody. So he's struggling yeah. with that in the lead up to Liberty giving birth, and we also see Sienna again tempted by Warren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which isn't ideal given that no, you- she's about to have a baby, but. What can you do? Yeah, it's a strange. It's a strange. Um, I don't think many people are rooting for um, Sienna and Warren right now. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. They 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 had their fans back in the day, yeah, but I think exactly. now Brody and Sienna they're just solid, and it seems very stable. And you just don't want her to to risk her chance at happiness at last. Yeah, do you? Exactly. So yeah, I think we'll see that. I th- well, we know we're going to see that kind of um, all come to a head when um, Liberty goes into labour um, at the bazaar near the mm-hmm. end of the week. So, so yeah, we're excited to see kind of how these things play out and how, they- like I say, I think Hollyoaks is doing a really good job of combining their storylines and making everything kind of like fit together neatly before we head into, obviously they've been planning it. They've been planning where we're going to get to by the end of the year. And yeah, yeah I'm very excited to see how that all plays out. Definitely, definitely. It's going to be going to be a good good few months, I think. Yes, it's going to be exciting across the board. Um, 
across all of the sites we just talked about. Um, if you want to know more about anything we've talked about, um, remember that you can head over to digitalspy.com slash soaps um, and get a full rundown, all the spoiler pictures you could want about all of those storylines and more. And um, we've only kind of picked out a few that we're really excited about, but there's a million things happening um, in Emmerdale, Senders, Corrie and Hollyoaks. Um, and yeah, head over to digitalspy.com slash soaps to get everything you need from there. On that note, uh, this is the end of the first episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we uh, enjoyed recording it. Um, it was really exciting talking to Rob. Um, I think we had some really good conversation there. So hopefully um, you found it as enlightening as we did. You can tune in every week to the show um, on Friday. Um, the episode goes live at 8am. So tune in next week for more. And like I said, head over to digitalspy.com soaps for more news, interviews, spoilers, all that sort of stuff. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at digitalspy.com slash soap scoop thanks very much for joining us and we shall see you next week bye hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official etf of the ncaa the future isn't scary not realizing its potential however could be just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.